Welcome to the Trowers and Hamlin Smart Cities podcast. This episode will discuss how artificial intelligence will influence smart cities. I'm Amadeep Gill, and I'm joined today by Professor Prasant Pillay, who is currently working as a professor in cybersecurity and the director of Wolverhampton Cyber Research Institute at the University of Wolverhampton. He is also the founder and CEO of Sidon Limited. Sidon is a distributed ledger technology-based software solution that enables secure and regulated data sharing. He's currently recently been appointed as founding member of the IEE Special Interest Group on Big Data for Cybersecurity and Privacy, and also co-chair of the IEE 5G Roadmap Satellite Working Group. I don't know how you fit it in, Prashant. <laughs> Well, I, I keep wondering that as myself. So. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot for having me here. Talking about AI and uh, AI in the context of smart cities, we hear so much about artificial intelligence. And I suppose going back to basics, what is it and how is it being used? Well, artificial intelligence as the name suggests, is artificial intelligence. It's trying to see and trying to find ways in which we can try and mimic our human intelligence. Mm. Um, and that could be from simple things of looking at reasoning, looking at classification of things, identifying things, more important, um, more futuristic stuff as robots doing things on their own. It's not a new new area, Why you know, even though we've only started probably as general public hearing it recently, but it's been as an, an academic discipline from the 1950s, so okay. it's been there for a long, long time. Why it's become important now is because of some of the other revolutions that are taking place on the same time. So yeah. artificial intelligence works well. It's a computer science field. Yeah. What it does is it basically looks at a lot of data and then comes up with intelligent algorithms where you can try and use them to de- predict something or detect something, but it only works when you have a lot of data. Previously, there were problems in getting a lot of data, which is now becoming a lot more easier from sensors, from big data systems. Yeah, so you absolutely. now have a lot of other technologies which allow you to have that data. Yeah. And the second is processing capabilities. You know, Computers mm-hmm. 10 years, 15 years, or 20 years back were very, very slow. They would take days and days to process all that data and actually come up with any meaningful results. Yeah. Now computers have, of course, become faster as well. What that means now is you now actually can really utilize some of these algorithms. Some of these algorithms are, yeah, 40 years old or 50 years old. Yeah. But now you can actually really use them for number crunching and coming up with, with various things. Um, so it can be used in various places. So you're, you're looking at really things like learning from, from, from what has happened. So, for example, you can take data you can, and, and learn from it. Uh, which is where machine learning, deep learning algorithms start coming in, where you, if you can l- learn behavior or patterns, then can you predict what probably might come next? Absolutely. Uh, and it, it, it's used in various places where it can be used for classifying things. It can be used for natural language processing, which is, you know, you know looking at how, how we speak and, you know, our language and whether you can use that as a form of uh, interface for connecting. Uh, or it could be you know, simple things like, detecting whether there's somebody in front of a car and, and so on. So it can be used for various purposes. And, and probably is, and we don't know it, or at least I don't know it. <clears throat> we are surrounded by AI, even if we don't know it. I mean, yeah. it, it's all around there for us. Uh, it's been used everywhere. Yeah. It is sometimes depicted slightly negatively, uh, whether that's right or, or wrong. Um, 
But do you think there is a real risk uh, of using AI? And do we overlook this given the benefits of AI in solving real world problems? Or as, as we've just discovered, are most people totally ignorant of the application of AI in, in real world issues? You mean risk like the Terminator Judgment Day? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which well, is, you know, the worst case scenario. Which is, it's termed that singularity when, yes, the machines rise up and actually start taking control. I think that. That we have to remember that is a fiction. You know? yeah. um, where we are at in terms of AI is very different. We have to remember what AI is at the moment. Where it might be in the future is something that's always debatable. AI is very good in, in singular tasks. Yeah. Right. So if you want the same thing to be repeated many times, AI becomes quite interesting there. Yeah. And so if you've got to sift through a lot of photographs to find, find a person, you can have one body, somebody doing that, yeah. or you could have an algorithm doing that. Mm. Um, if you want to make a, you know, your, your car to make a better decision of you know, what traffic route to take, then yes, you know, you're doing the same thing. Remember, these are algorithms in the end written by people, and they're single-purpose algorithms. So your dishwasher is basically programmed to, to wash dishes. Yeah. It's not suddenly going to take off and fly off. No, right? so, absolutely. So the algorithms, yes, are designed in certain ways. Because, so for example, if it's a classification algorithm, that's what it would do. It would yeah. classify and not do anything else. So I think we've got to take all of these things that we hear with a pinch of salt. I don't say there are no risks. The risks which are probably more indirect. Every technology has risks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as does every uh, medical procedure. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're walking on the roads is, yeah, is a big precisely. risk as well. But that doesn't mean we we stop doing that. No, and I think with what we, I, uh, I agree with your statement that we've got to always look at the benefits in terms of every technology and especially things like AI and how it can change us, how it can change our society and you know, mm. really make it better for everybody. That sometimes, yes, we might. I'm not saying we overlook it, but we have to be careful in how we're making some of the de those decisions. Yeah. Uh, so yes, there's always a risk in terms of whether you get over-reliant on some of these decisions that are being made by the artificial intelligence systems. Yeah. But other than that, there's always an ethical aspect as well. Yeah. Um, you are always um, considering whether the decisions make are ethical or not, whether you know machines would be able to make that decisions, and of course that's what makes them different from a human. Yeah, where, absolutely. Where, uh, and like I was mentioning before, these are all systems which are single-purpose systems. What we humans, what we have is what we call a general intelligence, so yeah. not single intelligence. Yeah. So it's basically intelligence that we can actually comprehend many things at the same time and make lots of different decisions. Yes. Which single systems don't do. Yeah, right? they're very the, linear in there. Exactly. You know? yeah. they, they are programmed to do certain things and mm. they will do those things. They will do them probably better than what a human probably might do. Absolutely. But that's what they would do. They would yeah. suddenly change their, their view. You know? They would suddenly become another different algorithm. Yeah. Yes. But what you're looking at when, when you show, and I blame the movies when they show them, yeah. the robots taking over kind of thing, is they're talking about general intelligence where a machine suddenly now has the power to make any decision uh, under the sun, which I think we're, we're very, very far off from, from those kind of things. Okay. I'm sure some uh, <laughs> listeners will be heartened to know that. Going back to, to, you know, perhaps we're living in a world where we don't even know how AI is impacting on us. Can, can you give me some examples of real world AI applications, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, at the forefront of technology which may not have seeped into general consciousness or perhaps we're just slightly oblivious of you know the traffic lights are changing color because of the ai could you just give me some examples of that how long do we have <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um what i did was i started making a list of things that you know 
probably in our everyday use we actually use, but probably don't realize there's, there's some kind of AI algorithms behind it. Yeah. I'm sure you use emails. Absolutely, all the time. Right. You've heard of spam filters? Yeah. AI there. Right? Okay. So algorithms, intelligent algorithms, detecting emails when they come in, whether these are probably legit or probably spam emails. Yeah. And actually putting them in your spam folder or your junk folders. So a simple form of AI, but we don't actually understand that as AI. We just, oh, there's a lot of emails in our spam. Yeah. Uh, similarly, many things, virtual assistants, if you've got, if you've used Siri or Cortana or whatever, mm -hmm. all of those are natural language processing kind of algorithms, again, form of AI, where you can actually talk to them, you know, and they will tell you exactly whatever you would probably would want, you know. Um, limited feature set, because, you know, uh, it depends on what they're connected to. But if you start looking at everything, if, if you're banking nowadays, if you look at banking systems, most of them would be using AI to detect fraud. What they would be doing is looking at, you know, what kind of transactions do you do over time, if you suddenly get a transaction in Nigeria, you know, they probably yeah. know, yeah, if you're not traveling there, that, you know, this is something out of the blue. So, mm. kind of thing. so, so there's a lot happening there. Healthcare, we're seeing a lot of applications coming in now where doctors are looking at, you know, patient records and trying to see whether they can predict things. There's a trial recently done by Microsoft looking at cancer detection. Okay. AI algorithms based on behaviors and patterns of, of people. Again, quite a lot of things. I'm sure you've flown mm. in airplanes, you know, when you're on an autopilot, a lot of AI algorithms, intelligent algorithms running behind there. So there's a there's a lot of intelligence and automation algorithms working working together there. Um, advertisements again. Every time you go online and you see some you know, advertisements, yeah. you'd find a lot of AI there as well because they are detecting you know looking at things you probably have bought in at the back you know previously things yeah. you might be interested in where you stay and so on and provide you with advertisements which are more catered towards what they predict that, that you might need or might want. Absolutely. So again, there's a whole range. Uh, automotive sectors, of course, everyone's heard of driverless cars and things Absolutely. like that that's coming yeah. in, but there's a lot more that's coming in from that sector as well. Uh, yeah. Again, you're even going on all the way to customer services and things like that, where there's a lot of prediction coming in. So mm -hmm. in the future, of course, there'll be a lot more in that area. Amazon prediction of you know stuff you would want to buy so and Spotify, which is Spotify, one of my it tells you recommendations absolutely, so and always <laughs> seems to get it right. So exactly. it does really well. Exactly, you know Facebook telling you recommended you know possible friends and some yeah. suggestions. So there's a lot of these algorithms that are there at the back. Yeah, that we we don't actually understand or we probably don't know and appreciate that there are some kind of AI algorithms running. Uh, going back to some of your earlier comments, you know, get having all this masses of data in a smart city, we need AI to help us, you know, create functional places. So notwithstanding the fact that they're already there, they're being used, and we're probably interacting with AI on a, AI on a daily basis, it, it, it will kind of scale up. Um, and kind of um, be so more prevalent as we create cities that will cater more people, wanting to do more things, and therefore producing a lot more data. And, you know, we're, we're going to be speaking to an expert on um, big data. And I think it's it's really interesting that actually there's so much data out there and actually the, the problem is breaking it down and getting access to it and all the concerns that that creates. But it, we need the tools then to break that data down into something meaningful 
and AI sits at the heart of that. It's not necessarily a Terminator robot. Uh, you know, AI is an algorithm that's processing that data and making it more sensible for us. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you look at any smart city program, the heart of that smart city program would be big, big data analytics and AI algorithms. Yeah. You, know, you can collect as much as you want. Yeah. If you don't do anything useful from that, absolutely. then there's, there's, there's no point. The whole idea of smart city programs whichever city is, it doesn't matter, is looking at some of these services and saying, okay, we've been running things properly, maybe efficiently as well, but I'm sure there are ways of optimizing things and even coming up with new things which we never actually thought of. Yeah. And those happen only when you start really collecting all these different kinds of data from different sensors, different systems together, and really start un- making some understanding out of all of that. Now, collecting and doing some simple pattern matching can be done by big data analytics. When you start looking at really prediction stuff and cross-correlation between different data, for example, people traveling, you know, people tra- traveling versus weather versus environment versus TV schedules and things like that, you start realizing you know, there are patterns of life which AI can very quickly learn and be able to predict things before things go wrong. And that's where really AI becomes important because where AI would really help for smart city programs would be prediction of stuff Absolutely. before things go wrong. You don't Absolutely. want to get stuck in a traffic and then come out of it. You want to predict that before it happens to try and make sure you don't get into that point. Or you don't want any systems to fail. You want to predict that before it happens, you know, before it actually fails. So that's where AI would be the game changer. Yeah, you can't have one without the other in terms of data and the AI um, in a smart city context. That's really helpful. Thanks. What do you see happening in this space and the future of AI um, that we uh, have to be conscious of as individuals? I think one can one can make an assumption that AI is not going anywhere. Yeah, it is here to stay uh, and it will become an integral part of our lives, uh, we, whether we know or we don't know about it. But most of the services we were using will have touched upon some AI somewhere or the other. Yeah. If you look at it from sector-wise, almost every sector you know, will start you know, playing a key role. So if you look at the automotive sector, I think probably what's over the horizon and what everybody hears of course driverless cars yeah. a huge amount of AI in there already you know Tesla's already there and there are yeah. others coming in as well so that will happen and that is happening towards uh, the horizon so, so I think that would be big things um, if you start looking at individuals smart homes yes we, we live in a home we probably have a few sensors here and there but those sensors would get a bit more smarter and you'll be able to do more things and predict things and so on maybe make up your your the way you use your home a lot more efficient uh, and those are things where it you know it would really start helping us so i mean i give a very good example with uh, for some of the energy sector stuff that we do yes. with, with for smart homes is you can put your washing machine in, i mean closing your washing machine but you won't wash it because it knows it's expensive at that time yeah and tell you when to do it because oh. it can predict you know how things are going to be in terms of costs and so on so Absolutely. so in the end that becomes a benefit to the user in the future we, we will know that, yeah. that, wasn't, that, that was never how it happened. If you start looking at where really big change, where the big game changes would be is Industry 4.0. Yeah. Uh, and course. especially for us here in the West Midlands, you know, that would be quite key for us. Or well, the fourth industrial so, revolution, as others refer to. Big yeah. step change in how and, we do and things. And that really is happening because of AI and, and internal things coming yeah. together you know, under in a factory or an industry environment. Yeah. So whether you're looking at smart manufacturing, whether you're looking at more faster, you know, more productive manufacturing bells and so on, or, you know, even simple things of how you organize, manage the resources, people, supply chain, all of that, and you predict some of these things, that's why AI will really, really be, be important. So there's, there's a lot of these things. You'll see a lot of it moving into health sectors yes. where, you know, if, you know, 
hopefully in the NHS in a couple of years you'll find you'll be able, you'll be able to predict whether something's going to go wrong and be able to come and tell you come and see us because we think this might be happening so yeah and that's where we want to see it go at least in the future you know where where we can come actually start helping us in the end to be honest I think what AI why AI is quite good is it provides us this opportunity to be limitless and endless in a way yeah. where you can easily come up with new applications new areas new things we've never thought of because now you can get all that data from different places and who knows come up with something new yeah absolutely there's a, actually it's a, the the brave frontier is it not of our our capabilities exactly. and capacities so. exactly I mean it, we haven't been in that situation where we've been able to combine all these data different yeah. different data sets together to even see what what could come out of that so yes you know there's a lot of opportunities out there. Absolutely, and a lot to be excited about. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. Thank you for um, having me. And uh, um, I look forward to discussing the topic with you further. Thank you very much. Likewise. Shan. Thank you very much. Thank you. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Trowers and Hamlins. Find us at trowers.com and join in the conversation on Twitter at Trowers or find us on LinkedIn and Instagram.